Good evening and welcome to a special episode of the Various Views Podcast. I am your host for this evening, Terry P. I'm with Adrian, Mo, and we have a special guest for the evening, Luca Gasparato. Guys, welcome Luca to the podcast. Welcome, Luca. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Happy to be here. Thanks for joining us, Luca. Appreciate you taking the time out of your day to chat with us on uh, some footy. Yeah, absolutely. No problem. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself for all the viewers. Um, uh, Luca, I grew up in uh, Ajax, Ontario. Um, started playing soccer at a very young age, uh, like everyone else does with the, uh, the house of the Timbit soccer, and then uh, got into rep shortly after that and, uh, you know, made my way through various clubs and uh, through the provincial team and then ended up moving overseas, uh, playing seven years of my, uh, my professional soccer career in Scotland. And then uh, coming back home and playing uh, a couple more years in the Canadian Premier League before wrapping it up and uh, ultimately changing careers. With the Rangers in Scotland, eh? Yeah, Glasgow Rangers, yep. Nice. They got, they got actually a good, a good win today. They got a big result today, massive. Yeah, yeah, I know. Big game against Dortmund. Uh, way. Um, what got you into soccer? Like, what, what made you interested? Obviously, being here in Canada, right? Like, this is a, this is a hockey nation, and, mm-hmm. you know, most kids are kind of put into hockey at a, at a young age. So what, what kind of got you into the sport? Yeah, it was actually my dad. Uh, my dad used to play at a semi-professional level, and um, he got me into the game when I was young, and he was my coach from when I was about four or five years old whenever I started until I moved away at 16. So um, he was there um, with our club team every uh, every step of the way and kind of you know mentored me and uh, him along with my mom made great sacrifices for me ultimately to get to where I wanted to be and yeah. – uh, and uh, live out my uh, professional soccer career. Yeah, what's uh, what's your background? Because uh, most of us Canadians will come from a, a background. You, your name looks Italian, but yeah, I don't want to. It's Italian. Italian, yeah. yeah that's a good guess. <laughs> Do you have a team that you support, or that your dad supports? That you kind of, uh, or your family? Yeah. So where my dad's from in Italy, uh, he's from uh, northern Italy, just kind of half an hour outside of Udine. So. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, we we support Udinese. Um, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes good, sometimes bad, but uh, you know, so it's uh, it's fun. It's nice to have that connection with them, and uh, you know, waking up on either Saturday or Sunday morning and watching the game, and yeah. uh, or you know, watching separately and then talking about it later. You just have that kind of special connection. Um, and I mean, there's not a lot of Udinese supporters out here, so it's oh. uh, it's a bit unique, and uh, it's 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 nice to have that. Yeah, I was going to say, because normally when you are from a different country, right, and even though what you're saying, like my family is from a small town outside of Guimarães in Portugal, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm a Benfica fan, which is a Lisbon team, right? Mm-hmm. When you live in Canada, like especially with the TV showings, it's usually you'll watch like the big three, right? You'll get That's Inter, right. AC Milan, or Juve. So it's surprising to hear that you're not mm-hmm. uh, you're not following one of those teams that you actually stuck no, with. No, and that makes it easy now with the, the zone showing all the games. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that, was a, that, was, that was a massive <laughs> help over here. So that uh, that helped a lot. Well, they will yeah. be switching yeah. over, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. What's that? The EPL is switching over from Dozen. Uh, I right? think so. From what I heard, yeah. I think uh, so. The CIA yeah. is staying oh, with them. Another yeah. subscription. There's not enough TV. I know. More, right? money. To go around. more money. More money. That's it. More money. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you grew up with a pretty pretty stacked uh, Ajax team, eh? When you were younger. <laughs> Tell yeah, us about yeah. that. Because you guys yeah, ran we, it for, we, for years. Yeah, we put together quite a good team. And uh, you know, we still got guys playing uh, – 
overseas in, in Europe and uh, in the MLS, you know, Mark Anthony Kay and uh, Jay Chapman was there. Um, well, it's Jordan Dover. He's been playing in Pittsburgh for a couple of years now. So um, a lot of great players uh, that I played with in Ajax and uh, it's great to see them still doing so well. And um, yeah, we had a, we had a special team it was a uh, coach of my dad and uh, we ended up winning back-to-back nationals. So uh, it was a, a fun time growing up and it kind of just, you know, gave us all a taste of uh, what it could be like. And, uh, you know, it, it, it drove a few of us on to, uh, to a professional soccer career. And that was kind of um, great to see and great to be a part of. Yeah, that's awesome. So how does it feel? How's it feel to um, go from, from, let's say, practicing here in Ajax, like you said, mm-hmm. to moving to Scotland at 16 years old and seeing how they practice over there? Yeah, Is there well, a big difference? Uh, yeah, massive difference. Um, I mean, it's kind of like their culture over there. It's the, you know, breathe, sleep, eat, soccer. It's uh, it's their life, right? And, uh, you know, moving a, a, away from home at 16 was kind of a big eye-opener for me. Um, just kind of getting into a new lifestyle, a new routine. You know, we trained, I was 16, and I was training four days a week, like a full-time job, like from 9 till 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So I think that was the biggest um thing I had to get used to. And it took me a few months to actually get into that routine. And, you know, uh, I didn't have school. It was just all soccer, soccer, soccer. And uh, that was the main focus. And um, training wise, it was very um, tactical. Uh, even at a young age, you know, they're trying to get the tactics into you, uh, drill that into you. And um, just a lot of tactics, a lot of um, uh, movement off the ball and, uh, you know, uh, shape formation defensive formation uh, just kind of stuff like that so they really drilled that into us at a young age and um, that was kind of their main focus over there yeah nice mm-hmm. um my question that i have is when we were talking about growing up here uh was there a player that you really looked up to like do you have a favorite player and what made you want to be a defenseman like wanted to be a center back yeah well uh growing up i was a liverpool fan i still am um and uh, I think yeah. Stephen, Stephen Jan, oh, I'm sorry, I guess. You have, a, you, you, have a, you have a United fan and you have an Arsenal fan. Oh, so God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I watched a lot of Stephen Gerrard when I was growing up and, uh, you know, read his book. That was kind of the first book I ever read. And, um, you know, that kind of really got me into it and really made me want to chase that that dream. And then obviously playing with Gerrard was Jamie Carragher, one of the best uh, uh, English center backs there was. So I watched a lot of his game growing up. Um, you know, hard-nosed defender, which is kind of what I was. Um, and, uh, yeah, those are kind of the two players I really watched when I was growing up. And, uh, yeah, funny enough, Gerard got the Rangers job a couple of years after I left. So um, it's yeah. kind of uh, weird how that works out. But, um, yeah, that's kind of what I watched growing up. That's cool. So I did have a question. How did you get a specific nickname, if you know which one I'm talking about? <laughs> I don't know, but you can say it. Yeah, Iron Man. <laughs> Oh, the Iron Man. Okay. Yeah, getting, yeah. Getting, getting that. How did that make you feel? Yeah, it was awesome. Um, the whole league in general, like uh, we can talk a bit more about that later, but uh, just mm-hmm. having that uh, that honor and uh, being the only player to do that um, in two years was it was a great honor for me. It was great to be recognized for that, um, you know, and I have a lot of people to thank for that. It wasn't just, uh, you know, I was ready to go every single game. There was a lot of times where, you know, I could have used the day or I could have used – 
um, you know, if we're up two, three, nothing, come off in the 60, 70th minute and rest for the next game that we had in two days. But, uh, you know, I had a lot of uh, help from the coaching staff and uh, the physios in, in general and a lot of work that I did on my own just to make sure I was ready for the next game. Um, but, yeah, it was kind of, uh, you know, halfway through the first season and, uh, you know, I was kind of one of the only few that have that were still playing every single game. I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. I want to keep going. I want to... Uh, you know, I want to be that player that uh, plays every minute, every game. So um, it happened. And then, you know, I wouldn't even classify the next season as a season just with the bubble and uh, PEI that we had. But uh, I still got seven more games under my belt and, and kept that uh, kept streak that, going. Yeah, kept that streak and kept that uh, nickname. So that's, that's awesome. uh, something I'll take with me, yeah. Nice, yeah, nice. Yeah, Timmy, you missed out. Timmy's asking what team you support, but uh, we asked him that earlier. He's uh, Udinese. He's the unicorn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, two nationals, eh? Uh, in 15 and in 16, you won. Yeah, we won back to back. And uh, I think, yeah, I was thinking it was 15. How old are you then? I'm 26. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and do, I, I did a bit of, uh, of research, obviously, the interview. I wanted to be prepared with a few questions. Yeah. Um, I had a question. I have two questions, actually. I go back to back. But first one is, there is there a specific player that you uh, remember that was the toughest that you've ever gone up against as a defender? Ooh, um, yeah, there's been a few. I think uh, back when uh, I was playing with the Canadian team, we went to the Under-17 World Cup. And uh, we ended up playing England, and I was given the beautiful task of marking Raheem Sterling down Ouch. the right hand side. So, Ouch. I was, uh, he was one of the, even at that young age, you could tell he had that special something and that he would uh, ultimately go on to do uh, great things with his career. But uh, yeah, I think I have a picture of him actually blowing by me. So, <laughs> I, awesome. I, keep that, I keep that in my phone if anyone wants to see this. I, I think that's the worst part about being a defender is that they always try to get the photos of the attackers, like making a play, doing yeah, a dribble, I'm like, I'm whatever. Sliding. So. He's like four feet by me. So. Yeah, that was actually that. part of my question when I saw the research. When I was doing a little bit of research, I saw that you guys played and tied 2 2 mm -hmm. to England, right? And yeah. Uh, yeah, you have two internationals in Jordan Pickford and. Uh, and Raheem Sterling that are currently yeah. playing in England. So there's a few cool. more as well, because I was looking at the line maybe uh, months ago and uh, Nathan Redmond was playing and yeah. uh, uh, Shalaba was playing in the middle. So there's a few decent players that are still, yeah. which is pretty yeah. cool. I mean, at, uh, you know, even at that age when you know, I was 15, I think I was 15, yeah. And pl playing against those guys, pretty, uh, pretty yeah. cool to look back on. So That's you were 15 playing with the under 17s? Yeah, I was playing a year up, so I would have been 15, yeah. yeah That's so, really impressive, too, as a defender, yeah. too, because usually defenders are known as uh, developing at a later age, right? Because there's a lot to mm -hmm. learn when it comes to defending, right? So yeah. that's, well, that's very I, impressive. With that team, I was actually the third-choice centre-back, and then the um, a couple of weeks before the actual World Cup, the, the, one of the centre-backs got injured, and then that's kind of how I got my chance. and. And that's what led me into uh, getting a move over to Europe. So, you know, it all kind of, it works out in weird ways, but uh, it always works out. Yep, that's for mm -hmm. sure. And why did you choose to become a defender? Yeah, I don't think I had a choice. I think my dad put me back there one game and uh, <laughs> uh, it kind of stuck. So, because um, I used to play, I used to play as a six for a bit with Ajax uh, through the years. And then, uh, you know, I'd rotate between the six and, and at the back, but then I just, we both felt that was where my strongest uh, game was and where I could really, you know, um, 
give it a shot to make it a career back there. So that's mm -hmm. where I uh, that's where I stuck. Played fullback a few times, but uh, we won't talk about that because <laughs> absolute absolute disaster. As a, as a defender, they they tend to just stick you wherever you want. Yeah, they think you can just go like wherever, right? Line. No, it doesn't work that way. It's, no, I know. Yeah, it doesn't. I work. agree hundred percent with that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so one, another question that I had for you was um, what was your most memorable time as a footballer? Like, was it a specific team or playing for the Canada national team? Um, you know, I got a lot of my professional debut uh, with Rangers. Uh, that was a pretty special moment in my career. I think I was only 17 at the time. Um, and you know, it was the last game of the season. And I found out I was playing a couple hours before the game, and then just from there on out, I couldn't talk, couldn't eat, nothing. You know, just one of those uh, nerves, yeah. nerves, right? But uh, no, it was pretty cool. I mean, seventeen-year-old Canadian uh, playing in front of fifty-six thousand fans. It was uh, Scottish it was, fans. Scottish fans. So yeah, they're pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was an, it was an amazing experience, and uh, we ended up winning. We uh, lifted the trophy at the end of the game, which I got to be a part of, and uh, you know, it was pretty. Uh, Pretty great time in my career. Um, I think second to that would probably be the uh, inaugural match in the Canadian Premier League um, against Hamilton. You know, it was, uh, that was a long time coming. It was in the works for, it felt like forever. Um, and, uh, you know, just building up to that and uh, the excitement going into that first game of what would become a brand new league in Canada that we were, you know, waiting for for a long time. It was just great to be a part of that. Mm hmm uh for those who don't know you you retired at an early age right because you're 26 now 26 uh, yeah. 26 what was the reason for those who don't know the reason why you decided to go on a different path uh there was a few reasons um ultimately i was trying to look out for myself uh future wise um from a future standpoint i thought i would be better off um you know calling it early and and finding a new career that i would be uh better off for um long term both career wise and financial wise yeah um you know i could have i could have kept playing until you know five six more years and then i would have been in the same spot at 31 32. Mm -hmm. um so i made that tough decision to to hang them up and focus on finding something that i'd be better off long term and uh you know i was fortunate enough to find something i love and fall into it pretty much right away after i uh retired and it's been you know it's been great ever since and uh um I do miss the game. Uh, it's nice that I was uh, able to go back to school and play still. Mm -hmm. um, that's been a great uh, bonus, and I still do some coaching as well, so I'm still kind of involved with the game. But uh, at the end of the day, I think it was the right decision for me. So there's no – I don't know if you watch other sports, so there's no, like, Tom Brady vibe where it's like I might be coming out of retirement. And, uh... No, I've, I've already come out of retirement twice for Humber now with uh, outdoor and now indoor soccer. So Go Hawks, so, baby. That's it. That's, uh, that's as far as I'm going. So Yeah, nice. But that's good. Mm -hmm. that sometimes, uh, you know, the career is very short. Obviously, mm -hmm. people try to utilize it as much as possible, but sometimes it's not always going to work out where you play it until you're 32, 40 exactly. years old, right? And, exactly. you know, we're still in a country that is still developing in sports and developing, not sports, developing in soccer, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe in 10 years, but it's good to know that, like, you at least um, are part of that, like, beginning generation of bringing players abroad and mm -hmm. really putting focus on That's the game. True. So you know that you did put a stamp a stamp in that for the future right but absolutely and i got to live my dream right i got to live uh i got to play out my dream for what was 
eight, nine years, um, travel the world, got to see some pretty awesome places, play with many great players, play against many great players, you know, national team and some top team, a top team in Europe. So, uh, you know, not a lot of people, especially from this country, can can say they they did that. So I have uh, a lot of memories to look back on, even though uh, I'm not playing anymore. Totally. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Some players have no clue what they're going to do after their football career. They didn't even get to think that far. Exactly. You, know, you had a good head on your shoulders, probably cut from your dad. And mm-hmm. you knew that you had to fall out to something. And that came to you earlier than later, which is good. So, well, exactly. I mean, I, I left and I, I didn't even finish high school, right? I, I left after grade 10. So I didn't even have high school. So, you know, and I know a lot of players are, who are chasing that dream are in the same boat. And, you know, not everyone can make it. So, that's what you're going to do after soccer, right? So I had to uh, ended up going back, getting my GED, and uh, kind of going from there. So good for you. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. <laughs> um, do you have any uh, crazy stories? Anything that not a lot, maybe not a lot of people know that you can, uh, you know, be a first on the various use podcast to throw oh. out there from from your time in uh, Scotland or even for the first season in uh, the CPL. <sighs> not a lot of crazy stories. I mean, uh... you were in Scotland for almost. Six, seven years. How yeah, is it you I mean, don't have one single crazy <laughs> no, there's, there's a good story. I mean, uh, playing in an old firm at 16 years old and having 10,000 fans throwing flares at you and stuff is pretty eye-opening wow. for, for a 16, 17-year-old. So, I mean, uh, from that standpoint, I mean, I've never seen a rivalry like that, like even from playing at a youth level or being in the stands at an old firm game. Um, just an insane atmosphere, um, a somewhat borderline dangerous atmosphere, but it's still kind of just built all that into, uh, into what was ultimately like a fantastic, uh, a fantastic, uh, sight to see and to be a part of. So, I mean, from a, from an old firm standpoint, I mean, one of the biggest rivalries in the world, uh, it can get pretty crazy sometimes. And I got to witness that firsthand. Yeah. That was actually one of the questions I got is, yeah. What did it feel like playing in one of the biggest derbies? Well, mm-hmm. most aggressive derbies. Let's yeah, 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 yeah. Let's for sure. Most aggressive derbies in the world mm-hmm. um, for completely opposite views in everything in life with mm-hmm. both clubs and all that. Well, that's just it. It's not just on the field. It's like yeah. everything off the field, right? And uh, it just adds to the uh, the excitement, the buildup, and uh, the tension during the game. So. Um, I only got to experience it playing at a youth level, but uh, like I said, it was, you know, 10,000 fans, flares and streamers. They're singing for 90 minutes. So, so, um, so do, do they put you in that bubble too? Like, do they, they see that you have the Rangers jersey that it's like you have the same political and religious and whatever view, oh, yeah. so they attack you as well? Or is it more of just like they understand it as that these are the footy players, our beef is with the fans? No, I mean, I never really... Uh, I never really experienced any of that off the field. Um, I actually remember uh, when I first signed for Rangers, I uh, I was shown a link, um, a forum, a Rangers forum. And, you know, I was a 15-year-old at the time coming from Canada. And I guess uh, just with my name and uh, kind of background, I think one of the comments on the forum was, great, just what we need, another effing Catholic. So <laughs> oh. I, at 15 years old. Ouch. Right. So, I mean, that was, uh, I, I saw that. I'm like, oh my God, what, what the hell am I getting myself into here? And yeah. uh, I was like, oh, so, um, I mean, that was kind of the worst 
I got it or wish I seen, you know, you get fans on Twitter, just, uh, um, they got They're a pretty, a pretty big Twitter following. So, uh, you get a lot of people hiding behind their computers and, uh, you know, saying what they want to say to you there, yeah. but, uh, it's just, you know, it's, nothing it's, ever really bothered me. You know, it's just get on with it. Right. You can't. Yeah. Being a yeah, so, back, I'd imagine you had some thick skin anyways. Yeah, you have to, right? You have yeah. to. Um, yeah. when, you're, when you're playing for one of the biggest teams in the world, I mean, yeah. you're going to get hate no matter what you do. So. For sure. Yeah, when, um, you have a, when you have the name of Iron Man, definitely. That, that's, yeah. uh, <laughs> the Canadian <laughs> fans are a bit nicer, though. I never yeah. got any uh, any problems with the Canadian people. Yeah. And if they if they said something, they'd say uh, they'd yeah. say sorry right after. So. For sure. <laughs> just just, just, just being Canadian, said, right? Just being Canadian. <laughs> Just uh, something that you said, you said when you were 15 years old, you're reading like this forum, whatever. Uh, just a little background on myself. Like I had an opportunity when I was 19 years old to go move to, to France mm -hmm. to a place like in division for FC Nantes. Yep. At the time, I was very nervous. I had a lot of anxiety because I was very sheltered growing up. Like I, I can't imagine like what were the feelings that were going through your head at the time when you had the opportunity to move uh, to move away, like what was going through that emotion? Because you're leaving your friends, you're leaving like what you know to go to a country that's unknown, and you like you know the background between Rangers and Celtic and mm -hmm. and everything, right? So like, especially me, that was 19 years old. For you being 15, like what was going through your head at the time when you got the the offer to go? Yeah, it was a, a lot of excitement, but at the same time, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of nerves. You know, it's a brand new, brand new country. Um, I'm just very thankful they spoke English um, to an extent. I mean, it was hard to under <laughs> understand uh, when I first got there, but, uh, you know, we managed. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, a lot of excitement, a lot of nerves, um, a lot of uncertainty, like I said. You know, I'd have to make new friends. And uh, I was living with a r random family there for, for my first three years. So I had to get into their kind of life and routine and, you know, be well, that good. like Oof. it was uh, it was all right actually it uh, they were really nice they were a really nice family the dad was actually uh, half canadian so um it was uh it made the transition of course the canadians would i know right they just bring them in yeah, yeah. No, it, it made the transition uh, a bit more easier on me and uh you know once i started getting into training and making friends with all the other guys it uh you know they all welcomed me in with open arms and um it kind of made that move a bit more easier. So, yeah, I know. Like for me, when I thought about it, I was like, I don't. I, like I have grade nine French. That's that about. It's about as well, and that's not even Parisian friends. Yeah. Know, like to go on your own, but at least you had that transition, and that that helps too, right? Because I think mm -hmm. we've we've talked about this in the podcast before that players in general who are used to being around 30,000, 40,000, 60,000 fans, when you move to a new country where you're, it's a foreign language, whatever, like I always say, give a player a season to mm -hmm. adapt, to like get used to playing for the team, the language, the coach's tactics, whatever. But yeah, man, it takes, it takes a lot of, uh, takes a lot to like go and, and take that challenge. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, man, I'm so glad they spoke English. Cause I just, uh, I couldn't imagine going to another country where, you know, you have to learn a whole new language on top of getting uh, into everything else, you know, with the, with the training and everything. So um, that was kind of, that, that worked out really well. 100%. Are there any other languages you speak or is it just English? Yeah, I speak French. Um, no Italian? Up, my dad never taught me. Um, to this day, I'm still 
Still pissed at him for not teaching me a tie. Yeah, I know. Like, and, uh, he can swear at the TV in a tie, and I kind of pick it up. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. So, well, you know, one important word you got to know in Italian. I won't say it. Yeah, no, I won't say that on air. But everybody knows what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, got <laughs> I got a question you, here that was sorry that was sent no, in. Um, any pregame rituals, Luca? No, I mean. Uh, well, you're not a superstitious guy at all. Uh, not eh? really. I usually have the same meal before my games, especially the last two years. Uh, yeah, which is? Uh, chicken, beans, and rice. Just kind of mix it all together. Um, you guys realize chicken is a trend when it comes yeah. to I know. I don't know what it is. It's just uh, it's easy to make. It's, you can put it with anything. So Yeah, yeah chicken. Chicken um, is great. So yeah, yeah. Chicken is fantastic. But apart from that, I mean, I'd listen to my music before the game. I wouldn't. I'd be the quiet one in the change room, you know, just sitting uh, with my headphones on. So, um, no, there wasn't really many uh, pre-game rituals. What are, what are you listening to before a game? What are you playing? Are you guys familiar with the big booty mixes on... Uh, I love what he just <laughs> said. I'm clipping that. <laughs> the two friends. Two friends, big booty mixes. So I, I got to look that up, bro. They're so good. Yeah. So good. An hour long. There, there's like 21 of them now, I think. Uh, I'd start that's, off around 9 or 10. That's when they start getting good. Shout out that's to Big hilarious. Booty Mixes. Yeah. That's awesome. friends, Big Booty Mixes. That's what I listen to. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, when you were in Scotland, did you happen to travel a lot? Like, did you go back to Italy, like visit family in Italy or go to Italy or travel around Europe? Because everything in Europe is so easy to move around, right? Mm-hmm. Um. I didn't get much traveling done when I was in Scotland just because I never really had the time. It was always in season. And then um, with my three, four weeks off in the summer, I used to come back home. Um, Mm -hmm. I did a lot of traveling with the national team. Uh, Been to a lot of of places, uh, South, no, not South America, but, uh, you know, the Caribbean, uh, North America, a few places in Europe, Um, you know, Turkey, Hong Kong. I've been out there. So a lot of... uh, a lot of cool places. Um, uh, I've been to Italy a few times. I actually went on trial with AC Milan. If we want to get into that. Um, oh wow! Before I ended up signing with Rangers, so that was uh, I think when I was fourteen or, or just coming into my fifteenth year. So um, yeah, yeah, I went on trial for two weeks in their preseason. Um, did really well, showed really well, but uh, at the time I didn't have an Italian passport. So, um, oh my, yeah. So what my dad actually did, he uh, he ended up moving to Italy for three, four months, and lived in Italy with his relatives to prove that he was an Italian citizen, so that me and my brother would get our Italian passports. Um, yeah. That's and awesome. I mean, it was too late to, you know, the interest from Milan was gone by that time. But uh, if it wasn't for, for him and for the Italian passports, I wouldn't have been able to sign in, uh, in the UK with Rangers. So it shout worked out, out in the end. Shout out to your dad, man. That's yeah, uh, shout out to Pop, you know, Big I mean, sacrifice. He's doing a sacrifice but, for you. He also gets to go to Italy for a couple Yeah, of he gets to live in Italy for three, four, four months, right? So it's uh, not the worst thing. Any other teams <laughs> that you trialed out with? Um. Bef- the couple weeks before Rangers, I was at Watford and uh, just didn't really work out. I mean, the difference also uh, the difference between Rangers and Watford, I was on trial two weeks at Watford. We played two friendlies and I played 10 minutes. And then at Rangers, we played two friendlies and I played a game and a half. So wow. that was kind of uh, the difference there. You know, I don't really get a, a decent look at Watford, but... Um, 
uh, after that, you know, we drove up to Scotland and uh, it, it worked out after that. That's good. Yeah, those are the uh, those are the only three trials I've had. Though. Do you have any advice for for any anybody coming up at that age, at 14, 15, trying to make it in Europe? Um, like, yeah. yeah. Um, just you know, it's it's about how much work you put in off the field. I'd say, um, you know, you you get all the training on the field, but uh, it's it's what you're doing when no one's around, when no one's looking, right? It's the extra extra touches, extra dribbles, extra time on the ball, passing the ball against the wall. And, uh, you know, everyone's, if you've got that work ethic, that drive, um, and then that, that mentality to go and succeed, then, um, you know, you shouldn't have a problem, you know, ch chasing that dream. And uh, it's about sacrifices as well. I mean, a lot of sacrifices I had to make growing up. Um, didn't have much of a social life, you know, parents sacrificed a lot of their time driving me around. Um, but if, you know, if you, if you can make those sacrifices along with uh, a good head on your shoulders, then there's no reason why uh, um, you, you can't make it to where you want to make it. Like some people would say that that sounds a little bit cliche, but like nowadays mm -hmm. there's so many more distractions for young people to, to, you know, take them away from where their mindset should be, yep. where they really should soak that in as much as possible. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And um, that's one of the main things, you know, distractions and uh, you got it all over the place these days. And um, you know, it's about putting those aside and really, honing in on what you want to do and, and your ultimate goal at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, you know, especially maybe, now, especially yeah. now in the social media yeah. world, like TikTok, there's a bad one there. Oh my oh, God. Way too many, <laughs> way I'm too guilty many to, to wasting my, my nights on TikTok. So I uh, just about to ask you got a TikTok. I do. I don't make any, I watch. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I was going to say, really? Cause you look like a TikTok dancer. No, I'm trying to learn the gritty, but I can't do that. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> you saw that in every playoff game in the NFL. Yeah. Me and my brother are going videos. around our uh, basement apartment, just trying to gritty. So that's hilarious. We'll huh? get the one. There. That's it. Yeah. But it, it's definitely tough nowadays with, uh, with all the distractions of social media and, mm -hmm. you know, but, uh, Twitter, yeah, no, TikTok, Facebook, TikTok. Instagram. These guys, these two, actually, Mo, Mo, me and Mo share TikToks with each other. But Terry is not a not a big fan of TikTok. No. You know? <laughs> yeah. Catch me on the gram. I go through the rabbit hole of the gram. That's good mm -hmm. enough for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but see, your rabbit hole in the gram is you're already two weeks late. You you get it first there on TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> that's true though. <laughs> it is very true. <laughs> me and me and me and Adrian send something over to each other, mm -hmm. and then. Timmy would probably send us the same one a week later on Instagram <laughs> and be like, yeah, one of those guys. We've right? already watched that like yeah. weeks ago. So, uh, Pop says this coaching badge. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that you were doing a little bit of coaching. Is that eventually what you want to get into? You want to get your badges? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of just doing it mostly for, for fun right now. Um, yeah. It's, uh, something i can do in my my part time i don't have much uh, time off so uh you know right now i'm just coaching a, a program out here in durham on saturday mornings um but uh you know there's been a few uh op options and offers that i can uh you know explore down the line but uh right now is just uh focusing on my new career and making sure i'm all in on that and then uh you know after that we'll see if i uh 
pursue a coaching career like my dad but uh he just retired so you know it's uh pressure on me to take over now right yeah Yeah. you gotta work on one thing first once you get exactly whatever exactly and uh yeah knowing the drive that you have you'll definitely succeed in it that's uh yeah it's it's been good so far you Mm -hmm. mentioned uh, your brother Mm -hmm. did he also have the same my like path work that your dad set out for you set out for him my brother was the social one in the uh, the family, right? So he had those distractions. He was an excellent soccer player, excellent soccer player. He ended up going down to the States on a scholarship for two years. Um, he played at a, a D2 school in Pennsylvania. Nice. Um, but, uh, yeah, he just, I don't know. I don't know what it is with him. He, uh, he had the talent. He had the ability. Um, but, uh, you know, he turned out he, he has an awesome – job in sales right now he's uh you know three years younger than me and he's uh, already got that full-time career that he uh, he was working for so you know i'm proud of him and uh he's he's still um fun to kick a ball around with and uh he's playing intramurals so uh good on him he, he's, yeah. he's keeping the dream alive hopefully we don't have to face him when we create our team yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it's usually there's, there's always something, right? It's either like mm-hmm. the people they don't take it seriously, or you know they have mm-hmm. the, a bad injury. So, you know, it's better better that than having the, the injury that stops you from playing, right? But, exactly. No, it all uh, it all worked out for the both of us. So it's uh, it's good. It's yeah. Here, man. Got a you got a shout out from uh, Sebastian. Uh, oh, on, Seba. Uh, on, uh, Seba, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot we're live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he messaged me saying shout out your G. um but yeah i think we won't keep it too long today we just wanted to get you on the podcast you know uh we're doing this new thing we're doing interviews especially with canada soccer you know uh potentially making it to the world cup yeah we're gonna want to have you back when we get closer to the qatar entry for Mm -hmm. sure Mm -hmm. yeah talk a little bit what do you think of the chances of canada making it sorry guys Oh, I think the was what like ninety nine percent right now that they're winning. So <laughs> I think better the question, is, better the question of how do you think they'll do in the in the world? And, yeah, I think uh, you know with the with the team they got, the players they got. Um, you know, it's the first time I've actually seen them as a team. And uh, even when I was I was playing with them, you know, it felt like just a lot of individuals coming from all over the place. And uh, mm-hmm. right now, it's good to see that team chemistry. The coach has them playing the right way. Uh, they're all working for each other, playing for each other. Um, you know, I think we got two of the best uh, players in Europe right now, maybe three with Kyle. Um, and, uh, you know, it's uh, a lot to be excited about. I think we, uh, a lot of people around the world won't expect much from us, um, but I think we're going to prove and, and show a lot of people, uh, you know, that we're we're a legit team and a, a legit contender, and we're not just there because we uh, we're in a weak Concacaf division, right? Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of people think. So, so, so mm-hmm. creating creating a little scenario here. Pending, you guys beat Portugal um, for the World Cup to qualify, <laughs> or Italy beats Portugal to mm-hmm. qualify. Mm-hmm. Uh, your household when it comes to November, and it's a group stage oh, game, no. and it's oh. and it's Canada against uh, Italy. Who, who who's winning? <laughs> How many people are rooting for Canada? How many people are rooting for Italy? Oh, that's a tough one. I think I think we'd all be for Canada. Just, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, we all live here. We all, uh, my dad only spent four of his years in Italy or so. So he's been here since he was a, ba- a baby. Um, it, it, it'd have to be Canada. 
Nice. Very nice. A, a draw. We'll, we'll go for a draw. A nice yeah. draw. Okay, what if it's an elimination game? Then it's, oh, then it's you're asking the hard question. <laughs> <laughs> we really want you to bury Yeah, it. no, Canada on PKs. There you go. There yeah. we go. That's okay. awesome. nerve-wracking. Hopefully it doesn't happen. But Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, so never, nice. you love watching PKs, but you never like watching PKs when it's your own team. Oh, I know, man. Oh, my God. I hate PKs. Playing playing in PKs is even worse. Mo Mo just had a recent heartbreak with PKs. Mo's Egyptian, so uh, oh, recent Afcon. He's yeah. uh, <laughs> we had the highs and the lows. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's one of those things. Yeah. Um. So, uh, last week when we had uh Lucas Cavanelli on, and we asked mm-hmm. him his Cavalini. Sorry, I said that wrong. <laughs> um, we asked him his top 11. Oh my god, Tens I need a pen and paper. Right? Oh my lord, <laughs> no, no, hey, we, we gotta give us, do it. Give us your five. Who's goal? Okay, goal. Okay. We got uh, Danny Alves at right back. Okay, we got uh, Maldini and Cannavaro, two center backs. Okay, Philip Lawn playing left back. Oof. Ooh. I'm writing this down. Um, yes, please do. Even though I think he played mostly right back, but we'll put him on the left because he left footed. Yeah. We got uh, the front three. We're going to go with Messi, Ronaldo, and uh, Thierry Henry. Right up at the top. top. And then the three midfielders, we're going to go with. uh, Hmm. Put a huge smile on Mo's face there. Oh, you have no idea how happy I am. (laughs) You get three in the mid here. Mm, number six, we're going to go with uh, Chavi. Okay. And the two ahead of them are going to be Ronaldinho and Gerard. Oh, okay. Yo, that's, that's a very that's just quick thinking. Quick thinking. Yeah. Quick thinking, yeah. That's oh, a that's very a... interesting lineup. I, I like that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. did our we did our own and we got a lot of slot. I mean, pending, we had four guys. I, I'm sure if all four of us did separate ones, it would be mm-hmm. a lot different, but we had to Without do one collectively. Collectively. Mm-hmm. And we have no no what's the two big ones? Or we have no Buffon, we have no Ooh. Maldini and no Messi in ours. So no Messi. No bro. <laughs> It's all on these two Portuguese guys, by the way. All on these two Portuguese guys that are. Hold on, hold on. We had the randomizer influence that team and the chat influence. The chat was was very messy. Yeah. We we have this like uh, this conversation that we think that uh, that football itself was a lot more difficult in the two thousands, like early two thousands, than it is in this recent generation. So. Even though Messi is very successful in this generation, we think that football back then. So, unfortunately, we got two Portuguese guys here too who idolize a few players. And our guest for the day kind of just helped us in that favor. So, mm-hmm. we ended up with uh, Figo actually for, okay. for our yeah. Redmen. So, a little bit more of know. uh, it wouldn't be everyone's choice to be honest. It was definitely not Mo's choice, but uh, <laughs> we have to throw wrenches in every now and then. To get yeah, you guys exactly. hear that? It was not Mo's choice. <laughs> Mo went with Messi, not Figo. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I got That's you. Awesome. I got Messi tonight. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Messi and Henry. Messi and Henry. I know. I would maybe put right I maybe put Zlatan up there as well. No, no, wow. no. You said Henry. You're not allowed to change. <laughs> no, I said I maybe. I maybe. He was close. <laughs> Zlatan's doing some serious work lately. Have you guys seen his post? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, the one god. on the uh, bag where he was doing the sit-ups. Yeah, he's like incredible. doing inverted like like sit-ups, yeah. like yeah. Jackie Chan style. Yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. 
Anything else you guys want to touch on? Um, York United. Yeah. Luka, you want to talk about yeah. that? Yeah, we can talk. What do you guys uh, want to know? What was the step? How, how was it? Like, how did it come about? Yeah, because you were yeah. saying that it took a while for it to get developed and whatever. So, what what piqued your interest, and how exactly did you get to that team specifically? And, and mm-hmm. um, well, I mean, there was a lot of rumblings and rumors about the league. So mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember when that actually came about. Um, but it was all, all always an, uh, a goal of mine to come play back home, whether mm-hmm. it was uh, you know towards the end of my career. Obviously, I didn't think I was going to retire at 26 um, or 24, whenever I did. Um, but I, so after my last season in Scotland, I was kind of struggling for a team. I was a free agent. And uh, this was about 10 months until the Canadian Premier League was going to start. So this would have been in the summer, the year before the, the Premier League was going to start in April. So I had a 10-month period where I was kind of in limbo, not sure what to do. So I ended up flying back home um i moved back in with my mom kind of hit the reset button thought you know figure out a plan and uh, the next steps i was going to take mm-hmm. uh, i got in contact with carmen asako a good family friend he's good friends with my dad and uh i ended up going out and training with vaughn two three nights a week just kind of staying fit moving um i was training with my dad's academy a bunch of 12 13 year olds uh you know making myself feel a bit better <laughs> uh, my skills but uh you know it was just an opportunity to keep that the fitness levels up and, and touches on the ball so some um, kids learned what a slide tackle was that day eh? yeah oh yeah <laughs> few, few of them um yeah kind of uh i ended up having to get a, a part-time job in a restaurant um to, to kind of keep myself going over those mm-hmm. nine ten months that i had in between um and then i ended up having a conversation with jimmy brennan um kind of told me his his view for the club and uh that he wanted me to be a part of it so we kind of got that going i ended up signing uh, a couple years and uh then just um counting down the days till till preseason and i could quit my job at the restaurant and get back to playing playing soccer so um it was a, a long time those 10 months felt like two years um it's hard playing soccer every day and then you know kind of having that that 10 month break just, you know, snapped away. And, uh, um, when it's not your decision, obviously retiring was my decision. So, Mm -hmm. um, but when you can't control it, it's, uh, it's difficult. So, um, we got there in the end and, uh, you know, getting into preseason back into the swing of things, being a part of a brand new team, um, meeting the players, players I've played with before, uh, new players. It was just very exciting. It was very special to be a part of, um, and basically, being a part of a team that was built from the ground up. And then obviously having that first game to look forward to was, uh, um, you know, it was, uh, it was awesome. It was a very special moment in my career. And uh, that first season, you know, obviously we didn't do well the way we wanted it to go, Um, Mm -hmm. but we, you know, it was still a great experience and a a great building, building block for the future of the Canadian league. Love that. Yeah. Good to know. Um, who's the, who's the, the craziest guy or, uh, wildest person that you, that was in the change room at your time at York nine, there's York, because there's a reason why we're asking that Terry is actually a friend that is in connections with York and is talking about getting a guy on the podcast. So is there someone that mm-hmm. we should be targeting to try to get on the podcast? There's a lot of characters that first year, uh, 
the the two that come to mind who I'm still really good friends with and, and talk to regularly are uh, Joe DiChiara and Austin Ricci. Those two okay. are the, uh, the kind of clowns of the team. Um, mm -hmm. Great characters, big personalities, and uh, you know, it was never a never a dull moment around uh, around the two of them. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely. If you could get one of those two guys on, if not, get both of them together, it'll be a comedy show. So they uh, they just <laughs> feed awesome. off each other. It was. Uh, we'll try to get all you guys on at the same time. Yeah, yeah so exactly. uh, those are kind of the two, and uh, yeah, it was uh, a fun fun team to be a part of that that first year, especially. That's awesome. Man. That same question, but for Rangers. Oh my gosh, uh, I think back now. Um, yeah. Uh, there weren't many that come to mind. I mean, um, Fraser Aird was actually one of probably the uh, the uh, the characters in the change room. Another Canadian guy. He was there at Rangers when I was there, so um, mm -hmm. he was uh, he's probably the, the the character in the change room when I was uh, when I was over there. He uh, was not shy at all. Complete opposite of me, you know, straight into it. He, uh, <laughs> I swear, he thought he was Scottish. Just that, that was my next. That was my next comment. Yeah, How would a yeah. Canadian in Scotland be the one that's outgoing? Yeah, <laughs> he's uh, yeah, he's he's something else. But uh, you know, I'm good friends with Fraser. Played played against him growing up. With uh, he was in Pickering, I was in Ajax, so we had that kind of rivalry. Um, and then we ended up playing together. And now he's he's back playing in the Canadian League as well. So it's. Uh, it's all uh, come full circle again, so it's good to see. That's yeah, good. that's awesome. <laughs> um, I think that's it for today. Do you have any uh, questions? Um, good, Luca. You got anything for us? No, I mean that's uh, pretty much covered it all. That was, yeah. uh, awesome. that was great. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, just uh, nice. yeah, a few things going on today. We had Mo's computer break down. We had the reason Timmy's not on the podcast today is he had a car trouble. <laughs> My phone restarted midway during the podcast. Jeez. Fantastic. But thank you for coming on. Really appreciate that, taking the time. Yeah. Shout out to Ursi, by the way, for uh, getting mm -hmm. us connected. Mm -hmm. She's yep. the one that kind of hooked us all up. So really yep. appreciate that. Um, and yeah, you're more than welcome to come on the podcast anytime, Please. man. Yeah, yeah, man. I appreciate that. I had a lot of fun. Thank Shout you. out to you. Everybody no. in the chat, um, from no. myself, Adrian, Mo, Luca, again, thank you so much for being here on the Various Views podcast. Guys, we love you. Be safe, and we'll catch you next time. Peace out, guys. Ciao. Bye. We good?